Garfiri Japan. Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Got Faded Japan. I am your host, Johnny. And I'm Tom Tom Tokyo. That's right. And as you fine folks know, Got Faded Japan is about two dudes. Booze. Japan in the news. That is right. And Thomas, do you know what episode this is? Uh, right now, this is, what, 490, sorry, 596, maybe? 596. Boy, you are close. This is episode number 595. And Faders, we have something very special in the works today. We have the powerhouse of old school meets new school comic book influence, hardcore punk rock from New York on the show. Once again, I would like to sincerely welcome Amanda and Michael from Bad Mary on Godfit in Japan. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for being on the show. Thank well, you. Thank you for having us. This is awesome. It's good to be, it's good to connect with you again through the magic of screens. We just like talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like listening to your music. So, I mean, we're, we're both in the same boat, right? That's, that's great. <laughs> that's fantastic. And you guys were on the show um, about a year ago in 2019. I think it was April. Maybe it was about, no, it was like two years ago. It was, it was 2019 and episode 475, I think. Yeah, it was like August, I think, of 2019. I am just so bad today. Oh, Faders, um, if you didn't know, I am not drinking. Tom's not drinking. This is like two dudes booze, Japan in the news. Uh, not really, actually. Oh, uh, It's like 8 o'clock, 7, 8 o'clock in the morning right now, and I'm on my first cup of coffee. Tom doesn't drink coffee. And uh, you guys, what time is it over there in New York? About 7 p.m. 7 p.m. I've had like my five coffees for the day. So you got to catch up, Johnny. You got to, uh, you got some. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drink faster. <laughs> my life. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so guys, thank you so much for being on the show. It's so good to see you guys. And um, we've got a million questions to catch up. And, and faders, I'm serious. Before, before, if you listen to this episode now, go back and listen to episode number 475 and you learn about Bad Mary if you don't know about Bad Mary already because these guys, you guys rock. You guys really rock. Like when you guys are on stage, you guys turn the club upside down. And I'm not, I'm not bullshitting. I'm not just saying that. You guys, you guys performed. You came to Tokyo and you performed at my venue at one of my shows. And when it was like, it was like this crazy epic day. We had like maybe nine bands performing. You guys were there from the very beginning. You're hanging out for like hours and hours and hours, meeting all the fans, meeting the other band members and stuff, dancing, enjoying, drinking a little bit and stuff. And then around like what, 11 o'clock at night and stuff, you guys performed and the place went bananas. You, I, I have no idea how you guys did it, but you guys had so much energy on that stage. It was incredible. I, dude, I was exhausted. I was like, oh God, I think I got to switch to tequila just to keep me going. But you guys get on stage and boom, it was like a nuclear bomb went off. It, it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. And um, 
whatever you guys did for energy, if it was like sushi, Japanese green tea, if it was like just like jet lag, just catching up or just fading away, I don't know. I need to learn your secret because that was just unbelievably awesome. Unbelievably yes. awesome. Mike is a robot. Um, so he plugged in and recharged his batteries like right in the wall. Um, computes, computes. Yep. Uh, you know what? For me, it's uh, sugar-free Red Bull. And uh, while in Japan, it's living off of um, 7-Eleven rice balls, really. Uh, mm. They're onigiri. The onigiri oh. from the, uh, for, 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 100, for 100 and a piece, you know, you get yourself a, an onigiri and, uh, and you're, you're, I'm set for a little while. 7-Eleven kept us alive, man. Yeah, 7-Eleven um, kept us alive. But no, they had, um, I'm, I'm more of like a monster energy person. I feel like Mike and I each have our, our energy drink of choice and we just pound one before the set and are like, let's go. Um, but <laughs> you guys, you had Coca-Cola energy, yeah. I think, in Japan. And we, um, I, I'm a Coke Zero for when I'm not looking for like the monster level energy, like I'll go to Coke Zero if I've already had like 17 coffees and I'm just like, I need something different. But um, that was like anywhere I could find that. I was like, this stuff is great. And then we came back here and I'm like, it's not anywhere. And like now we now we have it. But that helped. It took a while. It took uh, a while. I'm, I was, I've been a gamer my entire life. So I'm very familiar with Mountain Dew of all varieties. So Mountain Dew, whether it's uh, sugar-free or diet Mountain Dew or regular Mountain Dew, that's always a go-to. But Red Bull is kind of my, my pre-show ritual of choice. Like in a, ha a half hour, usually a half hour before Bad Mary starts to set, I will completely down a Red Bull in one sip and like one sitting, throw the can away. And then by the time the set starts, it's kicked in. That's awesome. That's the secret. Red Bull, Mountain Dew and Coca-Cola energy drinks. Okay. That's awesome. By the way, that Coca-Cola energy drink, that's like 10,000 calories. It's just oh, I get, pure sugar. I got the zero. I got zero kind because I, yeah, no, I read that. Um, I saw the numbers and I was like, I don't, that's a high number. It was all in Japanese, I think on the back. So I was like, I, that number is probably the sugar number. So I'm going to go with the other one, but I know I went with the zero. Cause I believe you. It's like, um, that would be a whole different kind of energy. I yeah. feel like we'd make it through like the first two songs, like really fast. And then it would be like, okay, now I'm, yeah. <laughs> now you, always, now. you always know how much Red Bull I've had based on how fast the count off for the opening song and is. how big your wings are. Yes, exactly. The wings, the wings come and go, but uh, the size of the wings is equivalent to the size of the Red Bull. Well, in my book, you're an angel. So you've always got oh. wings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, 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 Amanda's it, it, laughing. She's like, "No, <laughs> those are devil wings." <laughs> oh man, that's awesome! All right, we all know, like me and Tom, we know the origin of Bad Mary, and for we've got a lot of new faders listening. So, can we have like an elevator pitch of the origin story of Bad Mary? Yeah. Well, I was working in the lab. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it looks like you're still in the lab, dude. Your office is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It makes working when I work from home, it makes working from home. Uh, when I work for stuff and I'm working on stuff, right. And whether it's bad memory related or other things that I'm producing, it makes it so, so much fun to like, want to just waste a whole day down here. Uh, but, oh, but our origin story. I, hmm. I would say, um, we started as like a party covers band. Yes. In probably um, about, about 11 years ago now, we were supposed to celebrate our 10th anniversary in 2020, but obviously. Uh, we go stuff, up to 11. Yep, exactly. Stuff got in the it's way. So, tap. yep. <laughs> just embraced it. <laughs> we started a, we started a cover band at the university that we all went to, Hofstra University in New York. And 
David, our guitar player. Elevator who's a, pitch. Elevator sorry, sorry. pitch. Oh, right. All right. So, so David, our guitar <laughs> player, is a professor at Hofstra University, and he started a cover band that he runs every single year. And Amanda and I were in that band. Go. Okay. So that band still exists to this day. So our band is like an offshoot of that band, David and the Hendersons. Um, and we played the drama department parties, um, again, all covers. And after graduation, um, we were the first group that we were all going to still be living in New York. So we were like, do we want to keep playing? Answer, absolutely yes. Yes. Um, we did have a couple of lineup changes. Um, Rory Levin is actually a character in our song, uh, Disaster Party. She's also a real person. She was our original drummer. She's still very, very close family friend of the band. Um, and she got an internship in Florida. So when we lost Rory, sadly, um, your dad joined. Yeah. I was like, I know a guy, um, he might be interested. The guy was my dad. So I brought him in, um, and he was totally down. And when I was like, um, when I was an embryo, he was in punk bands and stuff. So he hadn't played this kind of music in, a bit. And when we started playing again, he was like all about it. Um, and yeah, so the lineup is what it is now. Yeah, and after that, some changes, and, we became after a few, after a few years of doing the cover thing, we started, we decided to start writing our own music and then we changed our name to bad Mary and the rest has been, as they say, history. Yeah. And we're very lucky uh, to have David because he knows how to animate and mix and record and all that stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It's it's a really great collaboration uh, between all of us. Uh, we've we've put out at this point we've put out uh, five releases, eight hundred albums, five releases, probably about forty original songs, and uh, yeah, David David, our guitar player, who's a professor at Hofstra University, uh, is also just a master when it comes to designing and stuff. So all of our logos, everything that we do, all of our videos are directed by him, our album art, all that stuff. So if you're looking at Bad Mary, you're like, wow, this got some great art and design and stuff like that. That's all David. Um, but we all kind of write David. together. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a really great environment. And now, since COVID kind of took over everything, we've shifted our focus away from playing live because we can't play live. So we're really building up our online presence now, doing streaming. We're doing stuff on Twitch and, and Facebook and all that stuff. And that's been going stuff as well like as it this. could be. So that's the Reader's Digest. And there's some details that we kind of threw out the window. But, you, yeah. So is, is there anything that you know we left out? Because I don't know. Uh, yeah, you just answered all my questions. So, uh, oh, Faders, thank you very much I, I for tuning into this one. episode of Got Faded Japan. It's been great. Guys, thank you. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. We can, we can answer that question in like 10 minutes. We can answer that question in six hours. So it's it's really. <laughs> I want the six hour. Give me the six hour. I got time. Tom, all right. your job. Stay home. All right. I, so, I, I wanted to ask like, Amanda about this. What's it like to like rock out and tour with your dad? You may, maybe uh -huh. find yourself not going as nuts when touring, or no, they go nuts. No, I've seen them. <laughs> uh, but I'm not, I'm, not, okay. I'm not. I'm not necessarily talking about uh, off. Uh, sorry, on stage. I'm, I mean more on stage because like rem remember some of the bands we party with, like when we were partying, we got pretty crazy. Oh uh, yeah, dead uh, neck. <laughs> um, dead neck. Logic device logic and yeah, a couple others, but yeah, go ahead. Sorry. This was really fun. This was the first time um, in a while the the Japan tour and the Japan trip that my dad and I had gotten the opportunity to really travel together. Um, and it was also the first time we had been out of the country together. So there was a lot of just like, let's see some brand new stuff. And it was uh, while it was fun 
you know, playing was definitely fun. It's always fun. Um, but playing in like brand new venues that we'd never been to before was just really awesome. It was like every day was a different discovery. And like my dad will be the first one to tell you, like he's a big child. Um, so like bringing him somewhere that he'd never been before and seeing his reactions to literally everything. And like, he, like me, um, we both love food. We both love snacks. We also like just, I'm going to bring it back to 7-Eleven. We love convenience stores. He loves 7-Eleven here. So when we walked into the first one, which was like the first day, it's my first stop. This is my third trip uh, now. My first stop is always 7-Eleven because like Mike mentioned before, I love the onigiri. I cannot get it here. Um, so that was my first seeing his reaction to, whoa, this place is really cool. And like every day, just kind of watching him see things that maybe I had seen in previous trips, but he hadn't yet kind of like sitting back and being like, okay, wait till he sees this and just seeing his eyes go wide and be like, this is awesome. Like that was fun for me <laughs> getting to watch him experience like a lot of the, yeah. the touristy things. I think even for the first time, like walking into the arcades and like, uh, you know, Mike and I had done a, a bunch of arcade hopping our first, our first trips, but like my dad, again, big kid, big kid loved it and just watching him play taiko drum master for the first time like he cool. lost his shit so like it's just it was a great experience um or like the ufo crane games her dad's like a master at those and that so was really? fun they're very really? different here, though. he yeah. loves those yeah, yeah i think most those of are pretty hardcore so i'll tell her fans who haven't played one before those are pretty hardcore did you get anything cool i'm interested to know I don't even remember. I don't remember because here they're they're different. Um, so he walked past each and every one like it was a physical challenge, like whether he ended up like uh, playing that game or not, like anytime he saw one, you could see like the gears turning in his head like, OK, I wonder how this one works. OK, I got to go back to this one because like his car um, is just full of his like winnings. Like he always has stuffed animals like because he just collects them and like his um, his girlfriend has like there's three kids on that side of the family. So he's always like giving them this stuff and he's like, guys, look what I got this time. And like I remember being a kid and he just always have new stuffed animals because he dominated those games. So the technique in Japan is a little bit different from what I've seen where like here you have to grab it with the crane and kind of like pull it into the the slot where it gets you know, drop and then you take it out there. It looks like you almost have to knock it into, um, like you use the crane to kind of push it instead of grabbing the, I'm using my arms push to explain this. Animal. I don't know if this is only audio. You will not see my arms. <laughs> no, we got video. We um, got video. Yeah, we got okay, video. Good. So, um, yeah. So he, after the first couple of times where he was trying to like grab it with the crane, you could see him being like, okay, this one, this is, this is a different I, I, machine. So like throughout the trip every day, you would see him see a different machine and be like, okay, this one, this one's a we're gonna, we're gonna We're going to beat this one. I, I think he also watched some of some players also like going through it. To me, I always get lost. I go into the arcades and I'm like, where are the fighting games? And that's where I spend my time with, you know, the guys chain smoking cigarettes and playing uh, like Street Fighter 2. Well, okay, geez, they're still playing Street Fighter 2, which I, I wish we could do that here. Um, Street Fighter 2 or uh, or like King of Fighters or Garu Mark of the Wolves, if I want to go real deep. Um, it's showing stuff like that. Uh, so that's usually where I go. So I didn't see Bill play too many of those games, but... Um, he was excited that you could smoke inside. Yeah. He, he yeah. used to smoke cigarettes. He's since moved to the, the vape, but the fact that he could just kind of like walk around and be like, this is fine. Like he was, 
Yeah. He was thrilled about that. He was walking around like a dragon, just like. <laughs> <laughs> it's encouraged. But yeah, no, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's an awesome experience to, to go with people um, to Japan. I love going to Japan. This, the tour was my fourth time there. So Amanda and I went the first time in 2016. Uh, we had gone and it, was, it had been my second time there. I studied abroad in Japan when I was in college. So it was cool to like, it's always cool to bring people to, to Japan and be like, hey, this is all the cool, fun stuff we can do. And it's, and it's just such a wonderful, wonderful place. I wish we were there right now. Yeah. Well, we're here right now and we miss you. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me get a, you know, like, let me get some tickets and get a flight out. Get, get that shot and get over here. I got to stay to sh- perform on. I'm getting my shot Monday, man. You're getting your shot Monday? All right. Monday. Awesome. All right. Cool. Congratulations. We're, we're jealous. We, have, we have, they haven't rolled those out here yet. It's it's real quick over here, so um, we're hoping. Bad Mary is trying. C- fingers crossed. I still that, have another three weeks. To yeah, my, she, to my shot. I'm I'm the last one in the band, I think, because David is yeah done. Yeah. Um, uh, my dad just got his appointment, and then I'm I'm the slow poke. I was the first one, I think, with an appointment, but it's the latest date, so I was like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it was real rough at the at the beginning of booking appointments. It was real rough, but fingers crossed. Uh, you can't see it on camera, so fingers crossed is we're trying to uh, come back in December. So awesome. yeah, we'll um, be here. We'll we'll be in touch uh, to see how we can make this happen the best way possible. Uh, I know things are kind of up in the air with being able to travel there, but it's definitely something that we we've been discussing and we've been talking to a couple of parties about how to you know I, booking the tour the last time was really simple, um, and you know we worked with someone who was who really helped us out quite a bit, and um, yeah, she she, she did a great job. And we were yes, so she impressed. She does. April April did a great job with uh, Inter Interdo Management. I think is the name of the company. Um, I hope I pronounced that right. But April did an amazing job. I mean, she she was the one who got us in touch with you, Johnny. Uh, and the the show at Knob was so much fun. But yeah, it was great. We had a great tour. So I've been talking with her again to to book in December. Um, and let's hope let's hope it works. Fingers crossed, man. Yeah, we're definitely looking forward to that. Um, speaking of the clubs, how are the clubs different? from New York? Well, hmm. it's, there is, I don't, it's hard for me to say this without making New York sound terrible. Cause it's not, <laughs> we love New York. Cause it's not, we love New York and we love our clubs here. It's just, there's, when we would get to the clubs in Japan, there was a certain air of professionalism that we were really impressed by. We would show up to, you know, we were playing it like we were, we were the headliner at all the shows, which is amazing. Um, to have that honor and you would have a sound check at like two in the afternoon for like a 10 o'clock slot so we would get there you know whatever 1 30 or whatever and there the whole sound team would be there'd be three people they'd set up everything they'd sound check all your instruments they'd spike where your amps need to go they would write down all your settings if I remember the, my dad would try to adjust stuff and they'd be like no 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 we got like even when yeah. he was setting up his drums and he was yeah. just like all right cool like he yeah. was just not used to it was just there's a there's a certain level of care that is uh, really appreciated, uh, and and the sound sound technicians are unbelievable. Um, in America, they're great too. We have some friends of ours that are awesome sound techs and do great works. But sometimes you'll play a club in New York, and the guy will just walk outside and not really care. Well, it's also too in New York, um, the sound check generally happens like right before yeah. right before you play or like before right before the venue opens. So to have that um, feeling of preparedness from that early on in the day, like when you walked on stage, you already knew like everything's already set. Everything's already checked. Everything's probably double yeah. checked. We're good to go. And we knew that this afternoon before getting here for a 10 o'clock show. Whereas like in New York, you know, like they'll have a set 
a full set before your set that they finish sound checking like earlier in that slot. So you get like the 10 or 15 minutes either before you play or like yeah. before they op- right before they open the doors. And, and so you definitely lose like an element of surprise because of that. And it's a bit of a more rushed experience. The Japanese experience for us and the clubs there was so much more, um, it felt so much more like a professional tour. Also, I will say this much. Um, we we play with some great bands over here in the States, like amazing lights out. Some of our f- best friends are in some of the best bands I've ever heard. And I was so impressed, though, over in Japan, how good every single band was. I remember going to our first show at uh, 20,000 volts or Denatsu. And I remember doing our sound check first and just packing stuff up. And then the second band came on to do a sound check. And I think it was either a band called Sneakin' Nuts or Riot Missile, who we're friends with and wonderful people. And they were just, their sound check blew the room apart. So I remember as a band, we all looked at each other. We're like, well, we, we need to uh, play very, very well. <laughs> or we're going to look very, very foolish because the bands were so good. And uh, there's something yeah. amazing that first night was about lights that. out. But even, even still, like every night, like we played with a lot of bands while we were over there. Yeah. And every night it was a different lineup. I don't think, like we saw... Um, like some friends came back yes. towards the end to see us play again, but we never played with the same band twice while we were there. And a lot of times with that many acts, like you will find one or something you're like, ah, oh, that wasn't exactly like what I, that's not my favorite or like, ah, oh, they were a little off or what, like not, not well, so here? much. No, I'm just saying like, if you play with that oh, many bands, oh, oh, like I'm you're sorry. bound to you're find one that maybe isn't your style or is it like every single band, every single act that we saw throughout the entire tour was lights out. And it was just a very cool experience. Cause you know, when you, yeah. you're playing over the course of however many shows you yeah. might see like 40 or 50 different acts. So it's yeah. like, you think law of averages, like, Oh, one of them is bound to be like, Oh, that's okay. No, no every, good. every single act was awesome. So it was just as much fun to perform as it was to be able to watch all of these musicians that for me were brand new. You know, yeah. so it was very, very cool. It was beautiful, really. Um, and everything was on time. <laughs> that was, yeah, that's very punctual. <laughs> I mean, that that is, I will say, that is that is one of the best aspects of performing. It's like, well, our set's at nine fifteen, so, um, you know, you would assume that we'd be on in New York at nine thirty, nine forty-five, but in Japan, you're on at nine fifteen. 9 15 p.m. That's when you that's when you play. So that was that was awesome. And just it was just, oh my gosh, the crowds and the audiences were so into it. There's there's nothing cooler than being a band. First of all, as someone who is like complete being complete, complete sappy over this right now, as someone who has been incredibly interested and have has has an incredible admiration for an appreciation for so much stuff that has come from Japan, like my entire life as a kid, everything I liked, like so much of the stuff that I grew up loving and liking and, and appreciating has been Japanese art, Japanese games, Japanese characters, comic books, TV, all that stuff to go to a club to where you're playing the music you wrote that is in some way inspired by stuff from Japan in some way. I always joke around that a lot of my music writing is inspired by video game music and anime theme songs. And to see like a big- After you're done. Okay. (laughs) To see like a big Japanese punk rock dude with like a two foot tall pink mohawk scream in my face, my lyrics back at me 
is just, there is no greater joy and honor as a musician than to hear or see that. I was completely taken back by that. And to the, by the second chorus, they all knew where the O's and the A's and the Hays go. And what lovely, lovely, amazing people. Unbelievably, unbelievably gracious for the crowds in Japan. We're flattered. <laughs> now I'm yeah. emotional because I didn't know you were going to bring that into it. Yeah, know that. Um, to see people that you know sing lyrics back at you mm -hmm. is even kind mm -hmm. of like surreal. But to be in a crowd of people that it's like, this is the first time that you're hearing it and you're already into it and like singing the chorus right back at us. That's a whole nother level. Yeah. Or like when we would, we would finish a show and we would go out to hang out to like where our merch table was and people would come up and they want to get their CD signed or get a t-shirt or something. And then someone would come up to us from Japan and, you know, listen, we don't speak Japanese that well at all. Uh, you we know, try. I, I, I try my hardest to speak as much as I can. You do pretty good, Mike. You do pretty good. I was impressed. I was well, impressing I, you at the convenience store. I was like, holy shit. I don't have to I, translate nice <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that but uh it's really nice you know people come up to you and they'll they'll you know they're they're doing their best to try to speak english i'm doing my best to try to speak japanese we're meeting in the middle we understand each other but they'll come up to us and go i found you guys on twitter or i found you guys on spotify or i found you guys uh through a radio show that we were getting played on in japan uh, a guy by the name of mike rogers does a radio show and that's how we really started our Japan tour was that he started playing our music on his radio show in Tokyo and we were like well let's go and we worked yeah. it out with Mike and he hooked us up with April and that's what happened that was yeah, surreal. I think it's Metropolis Metropolis oh, yeah? maybe I'm not sure he he does a lot of different stuff but Mike Rogers is is great he's been great to us he directed one of our videos when we were over there really good stuff yeah oh he's the one that did addicted did he direct yeah. the addicted video he, yes okay, he did cool. what club was that that was the last night we were there. Um, Garrett Oda. Yeah. Oda. Udagawa. Udagawa. Garrett Udagawa. Okay. Garrett Udagawa. Yeah. Um, it's a, there's a bigger club like upstairs from it. This was like. Cyclone? The, is that the. Yeah. The Tokyo. Club that it's to part of? Tokyo Cyclone. Cause it's like a club and this is like part of that club. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 I know the venue that's in, um, down towards Koenji. Okay. Okay. Very cool. Okay. Yeah. 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 So we, um, that was, he shot that video there during like our sound check. And, uh, oh, it's also nice. I will say this much. It's also nice to always have a green room. That's, yes. that's wonderful. <laughs> or like an area to hang out. Like even at Knob, you had a nice place that we could put like all of our instruments and we didn't have to worry about stuff getting stolen. And I oh, like Knob. Knob was a great venue. I <laughs> love that room. Cool. I love that room, dude. That room was so much fun. Knob and it was really packed. Cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah, um, I try to pack them. I try to pack them. I do my best to pack the venues. You do a good job. <laughs> it was that was a great show. Well, thank yeah. you, um, thank you. Before I forget, because this is what I was. You were talking about like how um, you were influenced by like um, like anime and even music and stuff like that. We've been um, lately kind of watching a lot more anime, and yeah, we, I watched. Mike has definitely his knowledge of anime and the video games and everything is much deeper than mine. So lately, I like, can I've tell been... by your background. I mean, there's, there's <laughs> a lot going on back there. <laughs> a lot, quite a bit, quite a lot of money spent over years and years. And it's well placed <clears throat> too. Um, but lately we've been watching, we've been wa trying to watch more shows and like, I've been getting a lot more into it. And the more different theme songs that I hear, I can hear it. Like, I'm like, okay, I hear where it comes from. And I can hear like, I don't know if I necessarily 
I knew it because you would say like how much you were, you were influenced by this stuff, but in my own hearing of the music and everything, like I can hear where he drew from that, like bits and pieces end up in, yeah. in our music. And I'm like, I love it. I absolutely love it. And like, I'll find myself, like if I'm driving in the car or something trying to, cause not all of it's on Spotify, but there'll be like some on YouTube. Like I will be searching on YouTube, like theme songs from this show. And like, that's what I'm listening to in the car now. And I'm like, all right, I'm in. That's, that's it. Yeah. Oh my like, God. <laughs> <laughs> being 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 like into that stuff over in the states like his is um i'm not sure what it's like over in japan but being into like video games anime comic books manga over here in the states it's like it's it's it well, i used to get made fun of for it when i was younger uh oh we but all now did it's back like, in the day yeah, we all yeah, did. You get now it's cool <laughs> yeah you get beaten up and now it's cool and weird? ultimately that's it's weird it is weird and I it's got so beaten accessible. up for being a skater I, I have a theory. Peter. I have a theory about that. I think it's just the power of the internet. It's yeah. like, like maybe similar for me, because like, yeah, I was called a loser, a geek for doing that. But I think I think like once all, once all these people like you know came online and started coming together, then like yeah, not now we're, we're not we're the majority suddenly. <laughs> you know, I it, it's it's crazy how that worked out, and I'm really happy that you know, it's not something that's frowned upon anymore as an adult to have all these comic books and video games and all that stuff. It's kind of like, oh yeah, he's just a quirky dork. And that's really what Bad Mary is. We're a bunch of dorks. You got to like what you like. Yeah. That's really it. Mm -hmm. Like what you like and don't let anybody don't tell you that it's, it's dorky. Awesome. Yeah. Not getting beaten up anymore. Oh God. <laughs> I remember high school really like sucked. I'm so all sorry, right. John. It's all right. No, it, it made me the man who I am now. Oh, yeah. that's right. That's right. <laughs> a, a, a brilliant artist, might might I uh, uh, add. Well, I'm gonna say artist. you guys, you guys are extremely creative. Your music videos are so impressive. I, I just saw, I just saw recently the little drummer boy video. I didn't even know that oh existed. I was kind of like just brushing up and stuff. I was like, I wanted to see, I wanted to see uh, what you call it, Space Girl again, and I saw the little drummer boy video. I was like, what the heck? What is this? This yeah. is it's awesome. It's really well done. That's that's also David. That's David. David's the man. David's the... the man. Where's yeah. David? So, he's so good. Uh, <laughs> probably home. He's probably animating something and not telling us yeah. until we see the yeah. finished product. And be like, by the way, I did this yesterday. Like, what did you do? When he um, when he showed us the video for the beginning of the movie for the Return of Space Girl album that we put out in 2019, uh, we were like, hey, let's make a let's make a concept album, and we'll do it in a half hour. Because uh, that's at punk rock tempo. Mm -hmm. We had our we Prague, went, our Prague, our, pro, our Prague album. So we went into David's basement where we rehearse, and he and he was like, "You guys want to see something?" As we like walk down the stairs at his basement, we're like, usually when David says, "Do you want to see something?" It's usually something incredibly impressive, and completely takes us by surprise. So he shows us about two or three minutes of the of the movie, and he was on sabbatical from his uh, job as a as a professor. And on sabbatical, they got to learn stuff. So he had to learn. He wanted to teach himself how to animate. So over the course of like six months, he taught himself how to animate, which he now uses in live theater for projections and stuff like that. And he shows us the first three minutes of what would become the Space Girl movie. And we were just like, how long have you been working on this? He was like, oh, you know, a couple of weeks. But what really got me is that um, he showed us the, the first bit, but then it went into the next song. Yeah. And normally he just does a video for a song. And I was like, this is going into the next track. What's going on here? And he was like, oh, it's going to be a full length. I'm doing the whole album. And like my brain exploded. So he spent, he, that was his job basically when he's on sabbatical, like you spend that whole day. So he was animating some days for like eight, nine 
10 hours a yeah. day. And yeah. meanwhile, he's teaching himself how to do this while he's doing it. And you brought up Little Drummer Boy, which that was kind of like a precursor. That was one of his first like forays into trying to yeah. animate stuff. So that was before he had gone on sabbatical and decided like, okay, this is the project that I'm going to embark on during my my time off from teaching. Because you do have to learn something, but it could be something um, different. Like he... I forget the last sabbatical because you you do it every handful of years. Um, yes. And it was like some other design element that he had done the last time. So the, last, the time before that, David was supposed to take a class on wigs, on making wigs. And then the class got canceled. So then he made a movie. David is from David, wigs to movies. Yeah. yeah, he was like, listen, I got he, he He was like, I'll make a movie. So he made a movie on sabbatical last time. Uh, so this time, he, yeah. So I guess with both sabbaticals, he's made films. It's just one of them was animated. But he did that for a video that we had made for our cover of Silent Night, which has been on YouTube for a while now. We we do we want to do a Christmas song like every year. It's we've only done two, so we've we've fallen behind. Uh, but he takes these like old like religious paintings. I think they're the illuminated manuscripts. I think, I think is the what they're called, and he animates them because they're so funny when you animate them. And there's so much weird like medieval art in there they like, are it's weird. Like, with, with the horse <laughs> with the trumpet coming out of its butt it's like what <laughs> yeah. it's like monty python <laughs> it's, exactly it's very terry gilliam and i think david is a david grew up in england even though he's he was born in hawaii but he grew up in england uh so he's very much influenced by english humor monty python like and he grew up when that stuff was like really popular Wow, that's cool. I can't um, tell you how many ridiculous comments we got to because in the Silent Night video, Baby Jesus just starts playing electric guitar with sunglasses. And like, there are some people that were like, this is great. And then there are other comments that were just like, this is sacrilegious. Jesus, what are you doing? I mean, like, Jesus, Jesus would never do this. Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think, like, I think he shred. Yeah. I think he shred. Maybe, he I don't know. Like, yeah, wait, wait a second. Yeah, Jesus should be cool, right? And <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you're making him look cool, man. What's wrong with you? <laughs> That's what we thought, you know, but yeah. oh, what are you going to do? That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I know we're kind of running out of time. Tom's got to leave in a little bit, but I got a couple of questions that I really got to ask you guys. Um, Go for it. I think what about like eight months ago, you guys streamed a video with Punk Ass Summer, and uh, yes. if you guys know Punk Ass Summer is like an amazing punk rock band down here in Tokyo, and um, you guys are in New York, they're in Tokyo, and together two punk rock mega bands created a song together, which was a cover by Tears for Fears. Everybody wants to rule the world. Yep. Yeah. Can you tell us about that? How did that happen? So. Punk With our powers combined. Yeah, it was yeah. like it was it was like making. You guys were like Voltron. Again, there we go. We went to the same place. So, uh, Punk Ass Summer reached out to us, reached out to me. Uh, one of the folks from Punk Ass Summer reached out to me, Tom, at the time. Uh, he reached out to me and he was just like, hey, we want to do like this cross world uh, cover with you guys. Videos do it in like a Zoom style video. Uh, what do you guys think about it? And it took the band all of a second to be like, absolutely, yes. let's do this. So they reached out to us. We went back and forth about which song to do. I'm like, why don't we do Everybody Wants to Rule the World? People seem to really love that song. And they were like, let's do it. Because so, it's a great song. So it they is. they actually, to, to yeah, it's an amazing song. To their credit, they put everything together. I played my bass. Amanda did her vocals. David did guitar. And they actually strung everything together and made the whole video. So like we had what I would say, we had the easy part. Like we had to just film and record ourselves. And some of the stuff I think that in that in that recording and in that video are, is amazing. And when we shared it, it was like the pandemic was getting real bad in the states, real bad. And when we especially shared it, especially New York, especially New York, New York was destroyed for a long time with the pandemic. 
And uh, when we shared it during the pandemic at that point, it actually like, it made people so happy that we have like this kind of unification between two bands from totally different parts of the world and uh, just came together and put that together. And they did amazing stuff on it. And it sounds lovely. I mean, your voice with, um, I think her name is Rie. Rie's voice, their bass player, is, it, it, it's like my favorite part of the song. Like I can listen to that chunk of the song on repeat. It was just very nice to also be able to create something because that was again, like right at the beginning when we couldn't play out. And mm-hmm. even as a band ourselves, it was like, we couldn't really record. And Mike and I were doing these acoustic streams and we were trying to make whatever we could work to keep going. So that was just a boost of, of morale for us as yeah. far as being able to work on and create something especially with punk ass summer because they're a great band so that was like honored to be thought of to yeah as a band that they wanted to work with um and it was it was very interesting to be so individualized in the, in the recording process too like i had to record my vocals entirely separate like everybody did all of their stuff separate so when we finally did see the finished product it was it was surprising and it was great and it was new even for us to watch it you know wow. um, you guys did such a great job it is such a great cover i mean thank you wow it's it's really good i, I can't believe that's the process but wow and, you guys nailed it and they're such <laughs> and thank they're you. such great performers that band seeing that band perform live is amazing i've told them time and time again that so i i we grew up on long island in new york and I say on Long Island, not in Long Island. I'm, I know that might technically be grammatically incorrect, but that's how we Long Islanders say yeah, it. We if say, you say in Long Island, we know you're not from Long Island. That's right. So I grew up on Long Island and <laughs> they sound like, so I grew up in a town called Hicksville. It's actually the town Billy Joel's from. Cool. Uh, and the next town over is a town called Levittown. Uh, if you're familiar with the Billy Joel song, uh, Allentown. Allentown, it's actually Allentown, originally, yeah. it was actually Levittown originally, but I think they changed, he changed it. I could be wrong. Copyrights, who knows? yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe, who yeah. knows? So there's a town next next door in Levittown, and then there's another town nearby you, um, which is uh, Amityville and Massapequa, which are two towns of Long Island. And um, we're just going to tell you. Yeah, we're just going to. towns all Long so, Island. So this take, is the origin take, song. Yeah. This is the origin <laughs> So taking, story, taking, yeah, yeah. taking Back Sunday is from... Massapequa, Amityville, that area, and brand new is from Levittown. So when I was in high school, like every band was like trying to capture that lightning. And when I saw Punk Ass Summer play and they performed, I'm like, you guys sound like home to me. You have to come to New York. They will love you. And I've been trying to get them to come for two years and maybe we can make something happen. Yeah, Yeah. no, Punk Ass Summer is great. Whenever they play, something breaks. <laughs> Bones, teeth, guitars, guitar strings, something breaks. It's part of the show. <laughs> it's, it's great. They 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 I mean it's it's amazing. They're great. Oh, they're they're absolutely fantastic. I remember I was bartending and I think it was like one of the first times I saw them perform in Tokyo and uh they just finished playing and Tom came down to get a drink and stuff. So he comes to the bar, he sits down, and I'm like, dude, you guys are fucking great, dude. That was awesome. He's like I broke my tooth. (laughs) What? He opens up his mouth, his blood, and he's got like a kind of like a half shit, like shaved to like tooth, whatever. Oh, dude, I was just like, well, that's what it takes. Then that's what it takes. (laughs) Hey, listen. That's so metal. Yeah, that's that's really committing to the craft. Yeah. And he drunk a beer with a broken tooth and blood going into the beer, dude. Now that's even more punk rock. That's 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 the most punk rock ever. 
Yes, totally. I got to ask you guys a couple of other questions. Um, sure. I know Tom, Tom's got to get out of here soon. Um, okay. Um, off of uh, the Return of Space Girl, you've got a song called, forgive me if I'm pronunciating it wrong, but uh, Venita, Venita Fair. Venetia Fair. Venetia Fair. Venetia Fair. That's it. Venetia Fair. What is Venetia Fair? I've heard this song like three times. I'm like, what the fuck is it? I know you say something in the song is like something to blame or someone to blame or something, but what does that well, mean? Venetia Fair is Venetia the Fair. name of the um, the girl at the time. Now she would be like a hundred something years old, but she is the person who named Pluto the planet. And it's all about um, her and how like Pluto's not a planet anymore. So it's kind of like the the bridge that at my age, I've been um, at my age. I, I, if I don't sing it, I don't remember. So at my age, I've been largely indifferent, but I suppose I'd prefer to remain a planet is actually a direct quote of what she said when asked about like, how do you feel about Pluto not being considered a planet anymore? So it, that is kind of uh, about her, her experience. And it's like she was. Yeah. Yeah. She was a little girl when she named the planet and, you know, it's pretty much her reaction to Pluto not being a planet anymore and all that. So it's uh, like, imagine if you named Saturn and then one day they were just like, by the way, it's not a planet anymore. How would you feel? Yeah. I would feel pretty, pretty I'd be rough. upset. Devastated. I start <laughs> I feel like I was robbed, man. <laughs> exactly. I think, I think that's it. And she was, you know, she was very nice. It's like, oh, well, I prefer for to remain a planet, but what can you do? <laughs> what can you do? Oh man. Okay, so now I got that answer. Okay, so let's see here. Um, Tom, do you have I any really questions? I really can't remember the lyrics unless I'm singing it. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> to blame. <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually, like, uh, yeah. So, since we're Japan centric, I just want to know, like, what you guys' favorite place was in Japan outside, out, out, of course, outside of like the venues and the clubs, obviously. Uh, okay. Uh, you want to go first? You want me to go first? I have such a touristy answer. Um, it's the robot restaurant. I want to go there every day. <laughs> oh, I had God, such a no. good time. No, I loved it. Um, but other than that, Izukogen as a place in general. Um, my my touristy answer is robot restaurant. But I Izukogen. Um, we stayed at um, the Hanafubuki uh, Ryokan there. Mm -hmm. That is my happy place. If I'm having a stressful day, if I am just in a bad mood, I will try to send myself back there, back to that town and just kind of zen myself out. Um, that is my, that was my favorite place. I had the best night's sleep I have ever had in my life, even to this day. Um, and it was just the most, most relaxed, I think, and most connected and also disconnected I felt at the same time. It's nice. Yeah, it's a great place. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we, last time we had gone to Izu, we had done like a hike through the Jogasaki coast and all that stuff is really beautiful. And the, the private hot springs are wonderful there at the, uh, at the, at the Onsen and the Ryokan there. It's a magical place. It's really, it's really unbliable. Just such, so much relaxation. Uh, for me, Which I don't get a lot of, yeah, so we don't I get a lot like of that here. Cramming it in. <laughs> for me, it's a few places. Uh, I'm a big, obviously, I, I love pretty much all Tokyo. Uh, Tokyo is like one of my favorite places on the planet. Um, obviously very, very, very um, struck by the the lights of Electric Town in Akihabara. Um, but I'm also, I also, I love, I love Kyoto. I love Arashiyama. Oh, Arashiyama. Uh, I love going to like the monkey park up there and hanging out with the monkeys or walking through the bin. It's all touristy stuff, but you know what? Most of the time I've been to Japan, it's been as a tourist. So I love those places. Um, we loved Osaka. 
I thought Kobe was a really cool city when I went in, um, in, in, in college, actually in college too, we went up to Aomori, uh, and we got to actually march in that festival in Aomori that had all like the lit up floats, which was, yeah, those, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were, that was unbelievable. Oh, our house um, just burped. It's a water hammer in our pipes. Oh, so, I thought you had an earthquake. No, 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 no. <laughs> Usually it's on our side. Usually it's like, oh, yeah, everything's cool here. Just let's continue with the interview. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, we, 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 I, we got to march in that parade. So we all got we all got dressed up in the Yukata and uh, we what we marched in the parade uh, in uh, Aomori. And it was unbelievable. Wow. What a great what a great experience. So there's oh, a lot fun. of Japan I love. OK, cool. Wow. Great answer. Um. OK, last question tour tips a lot of people listen to this show a lot of bands listen to this show what are some tips that you can give about touring in japan or anywhere like for example bring extra underwear or don't drink too much <laughs> or you know something like that um I, I mean yes bring extra underwear but i definitely overpacked clothes in general um we stayed in an airbnb and i was like oh we have a washing machine i didn't need to overpack all of these clothes so don't feel like you need to bring your entire closet with you like i did i didn't need to um that's a big one um 7-eleven is an amazing resource for keeping you alive they have good food go to 7-eleven um they wait, wait. We don't, we're not sponsored by them i just love them we so are. much oh well there you <laughs> go no, i wish i wish 7-eleven if you're listening to us out there uh we'd love to be sponsored by you <laughs> please call us call us call yeah not kidding um uh, yeah that's definitely a great tour too no, but that yeah i would say that if you are if you're looking for um affordable food um, a lot of the food is honestly like affordable yeah, and delicious, affordable. but like 7-Eleven is everywhere. It's open. There is going to be something in there that's delicious. That is maybe like a hundred yen and it will get you, get yeah. you through to the next show. So do not be afraid of 7-Eleven. They are an amazing resource. Um, I, I would agree. say, I would say as a tour tip, uh, for Japan, well, anywhere it's always like, make sure you're eating enough, make sure you're sleeping enough, make sure you're drinking enough water, but that's basic <laughs> about parts of life. Touring Japan, what we realized was one, we brought, <laughs> we brought way too much merch. Um, and it costs us a lot of money to bring that stuff over. Uh, and a lot of our, and it's like, you know what, just be, be, be cognizant of that you know, of, of how much you're actually taking with you, you will probably need less than you think you do. You think you do not because you're not going to sell any of it well, just because things. it's heavy and like certain things. Like we brought t-shirts that had our name written in uh, katakana on them. And I have they, one. You do. You do. <laughs> yes. And they, yes, my they wife did, loves it. <laughs> that's, I love it. Great. Uh, they didn't sell as well as the shirts that we had that were in English. So ah. our, our, our katakana shirts sell like crazy in America and in Japan, our English shirts sell well. So, uh, you know, I think next time we're going to make sure that we have a shirt that definitely says like New York on it as well. Uh, New York punk rock we or something were, like we that. We were asked about that. So we were like, yeah, kind of taking notes on like, okay, what would, what would they want? Yes. Um, um, also something that is different about the clubs. And I don't know if it has changed because I've heard oh. that it was like in the process of, of changing, but in New York in America, like you can't smoke inside. What? Um, so yeah, no. no, you can't smoke inside. You might be like, able to get you away can't with smoke like cigarettes inside. No, no, nope. no. This has so, been for a while. Ugh. Like I remember being a kid and like you, there were smoking sections, but for for a long time now, like you haven't been able to. If yeah. you're like in your own house, like they don't give a shit. But like if you're out at a restaurant or in a club or something like that, like you cannot smoke inside. And in Japan, you absolutely can. So as a vocalist, 
Um, I will say that that did take a little bit of getting used to in the beginning. And you kind of have to be aware that that is going to be something that's different, especially if there's somebody like in the front row with a lit cigarette, just kind of like breathing to the side of your face. That's not- Somebody, you mean like 50 people. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. This is Tokyo, let's be honest. Like like all all the venues that we played at for the most part had like these submarine doors that you would open up to go like into the venue. And the second you would walk into like the the area where you were playing, you'd get just like hit with it. And it's someone who's like, Sort of, I'm not, I don't know if I'm allergic to cigarette smoke, but I definitely don't handle it well. I was like, oh, okay, I need to prepare for this next time. So like next time we go, I'm definitely like bringing my allergy inhaler and all that stuff. Yeah. I used to, in, in college, I definitely like, I used yeah. to smoke, um, I used to smoke cigarettes. I have quit. It's definitely helped with the singing. Um, but it, it, I wouldn't say it's something that I'm still like used to, but it like, it definitely, I, I felt it in my throat again. And I was like, I remember this. Okay. And it felt thick. So like, you kind of have to like adjust for that. Know that that's going to be present in where you're playing. Yes. That's a um, good point. It's a really good point. The smoke. Yes. Yeah. Smoke. I'm used to it. We're all used to it. Tom smokes. Tom's two packs a day. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't smoked in a couple of days, dude. I've been, all, I've been trying to quit but i've been doing a poor job so like i'm on and off and like probably now that we're that we're, we're at the weekend i'll be every off and away again it takes time it's a process wow. you know yeah. wow. okay. well, i got i got i got i got a kid though my wife's ragging on me and like, what i'll do in front of the kid oh <laughs> well that's good tom <laughs> oh um, man and earplugs Yes. I, I always use them here. Um, my dad does not. He's been playing drums for nine million years. And like he, he's at the point now where he's like, I never used them. So like uh, my hearing's already gone. But like definitely um, I'll tell that to people here That's in true clubs. About like just bring bring ear protection because you want to be able to hear the music as long as possible. Even if it's cheap ear protection and for most places that you will damage your ears, it's not on stage. It's just hanging around waiting to play while the other bands are playing is where you'll probably do the most ear damage. Yeah, now, I the don't wear them Japan, when, we, when we play, but when we're yeah. in the crowd watching shows, I definitely... The clubs in Japan are really are really loud, but like in mixed, a good way. mixed to the point where like it's not a bad thing. Like it doesn't hurt. It's just loud. It's just volume. But always, I would always say bring ear protection and also bring enough underwear. Yeah. Underwear, um, schedule, very important. Super important. Schedule downtime. Yes. That's definitely. another thing. Take days off. Take days off. Uh, give yourself time to breathe, time to rest between shows, or you will burn out before the end of your tour. Yes. Awesome. Well, that's good to know. Faders, you heard it here first. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, so I'm underwear, earplugs, don't smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. All right, we got it. Um, what is next for Bad Mary? So right now we're actually releasing a cover song every month uh, of really? 2020. Yeah, of 2021. We've been releasing this cover song every single month. We're going to put together a cover album, which we're calling Rock and Roll Classics Volume 6. We don't know why. We think it's just really silly. So we're going to have that out probably in November with probably about 12 covers on it. And then we're going to start the process of writing something new for 2022. Mm-hmm. So maybe by late 2022, we'll have something uh, brand new, uh, original music that's brand new. We want to go to something a little bit more simpler after doing like the whole rock opera thing. We want to like scale it back and do something that's, you know, thrashy, trashy, punk, punk, punk rock and roll. So, uh, you oh, know, yeah, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. When you guys, um, your album killing dinosaurs is all like old school punk kind of feel it's got that energy, but it's got that rawness. And even the recording is a little like, um, 
a little gritty. And yes. but I just love that shit. It's like, even from the cover, from the music to the cover, it just screams the Clash and the Ramones. You know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's that's really awesome. That's where we're drawing a lot of influence from. You know, it's like the Ramones and Blondie are like two of the most important bands to the formation uh, of Blondie, of Deborah, I should have said that. Sorry, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, I love the Clash. Ramones, She's the like, Ramones and the Clash are great. <laughs> no, I love the Ramones and the Clash. Exactly. Um, I will say that we got to we got the opportunity to see Blondie only a couple years yeah, ago, yeah. and they wow. are awesome. Still they good. were awesome. Still good. Um, and because they released an album only yes. a couple years ago, mm -hmm. um, which was great. Um, but that gives that's like my life goal is like to still be doing what we're doing, like yeah. when we're old. Yeah. That's crazy. Not That's awesome. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Keep on rocking and rolling. I mean, you guys are like, what, five deep in albums. I guess you got yes. another 50 to go. You can yeah, we'll get, we'll get, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get to 55. You can do it. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. And for the covers and stuff, or, I mean, you've guys, I've heard like maybe two or three of your covers and they're all like 80s songs. Are you guys only going to do like 80s covers? Or are you going to do like 70s, maybe 60s? Don't go 50s. Please don't we're go doing, 50s. We're doing, don't we're do doing that, a, that thing that the Misfits did. No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that Project 55 or whatever. As far as, yeah. we, as far as we went back um, with uh, White Rabbit. That's so yeah, White Rabbit is the oldest song I think that we have on the cover record. It's Wow. Uh, so we do, we're, we're doing from the late 60s, probably through... Actually, probably the 2000... Probably through the 2010s. Uh, we want to kind of cover the whole the whole 50 uh, years yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's like it's not all rock and roll classics like it's a bunch of different stuff from a bunch of different uh, periods so well, it's, we it's try fun to make them a little bit more yeah we, we play can. them in our style but we definitely that came about i think because we were we've been streaming yes um, yes so much especially this year that we've been throwing more covers into our set and we were like it would be fun to do this it why not so here we are yeah um mm -hmm. also streaming also something new we have started a twitch channel yes um, it's twitch.tv slash bad mary band and um, David has done a lot of work in programming graphics and creating yeah. emotes. And like, it's just cool. been a lot of Very fun. Cool. It's it's the closest that we've gotten to being able to do like a live show because yeah. the interface is just so much fun. Um, so that's where we're doing... going right from here. Yeah. So. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Awesome. So, okay. We're going to plug everything that you guys have in the show notes, Vader. So awesome. Vader, listen to this. Then go to the show notes and click on everything. Click on everything. <laughs> Buy their merch. Listen to the music. Check out their music videos. Their music videos are incredible. And and thank you. Your your performances. Oh my god, the energy that you guys bring to the show is just second to none. Like I mean, I was blown away because I was super tired at the end of the night when you guys performed at Knob, and then fucking you guys just went on and just fucking crushed it. Like fucking crushed it. I think people in the audience are just like, whoa. This is fucking insane. And I think a lot of people found out about your band that night and they told other people who told other people who told other people. So mm -hmm. in December, if you guys can make it out here, I think there's going to be a lot more people at your shows and your shows already had a lot of people. <laughs> Which is that that would be unbelievable. We're going to need more shirts. <laughs> we will bring English. the shirts. We'll bring the shirts in English and CDs. That's awesome. So uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, we really thank appreciate you. it. And um, yeah, learning about Bad Mary is just so super cool because I mean, I, I, your band is great. I mean, every every album is fantastic. I think my favorite, as I said, is Killing Dinosaurs just because, I mean, the name is awesome. <laughs> the name is so awesome. Who wants to kill a dinosaur? <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, that's awesome. Faders, definitely check them out. And uh, 
on that note, Tom, what do you think? We should get into the uh, news. It's yeah, news time. News. All right, cool. All right, we're going to take a little break, faders. And then when we're back, we're going to have some news. And I'm going to have more coffee. I need more coffee. It's too early for Johnny. <laughs> All right, we'll see you in a minute. Peace. Are you at Harajuku with some out-of-town friends or your family or significant others? Yeah! Do you want to chill and drink beer and eat sandwiches while your friends overpay for glitter unicorn socks? Yeah! And the flavor's gonna make you complete at Harry's Sandwich Company. So come on down to Harry's Sandwich Company in the heart of Harajuku, right off Takeshita Street. See you there! Yo, what's up, faders? It's your boy, Johnny. I have an opportunity for you. Well, in fact, I have 50 opportunities for you. A few years ago, I painted all 50 American states. And in each and every state, I painted in all major city names, the state's cultural icons, pop culture that pertains to that specific state, and a whole lot more fun, interesting, and educationally groovy stuff. The project took me over eight months to complete, and now they're yours forever. I have digital prints available for download on the Spilt Inks Etsy shop. These prints started off at about five bucks a pop, but not anymore. These high resolution prints are a dollar each. They're yours for a dollar each. So brighten up your walls and expand your mind with your favorite state. These prints are a dollar each and they're worth so much more. These are, these, these paintings are absolutely incredible. You're gonna love them. And if you don't like the state project, that's cool, that's cool. Johnny still has love for you. But check out the Spilled Inks Etsy shop to find all sorts of other wild art that will save your soul and blow your mind. So go down to the show notes for a direct link to the Spilled Inks Etsy shop. Go there, shop away, support the show because we love you and we love art too. So faders, without further ado, enjoy the show. In Tokyo and craving soul food, we've got just the place for you. Soul Food House in Azubujuban. Check out what we do at soulfoodhouse.com. Come by and taste the love. We look forward to feeding you. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to Mitsuya Liquors. That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right. Over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need. And of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya. About five-minute walk from the station. Mitsuya Liquors. Hey, yo, what's up, faders? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what... If I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. 
prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks, but if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Prepa. If you're going to get your fade on, you got to get your fade on in style. And that's why I use Ghost Town Palmade. Ghost Town Palmade is the number one badass palmade. And I practice what I preach. When I leave this house, if I'm not wearing a hat, if I'm not wearing a lid, I'm wearing Ghost Town Palmade in my hair. This stuff is amazing. It smells good, it looks good, and it feels good. Ghost Town Palmade. Badass palmade. And let me tell you one thing comes in a lid. That's pretty badass. This whole world is so nerfed up these days. Everything is plastic and pink, but not Ghost Town Palmade. This stuff is a man's palmade, and it is hardcore. It's so hardcore, it's from Oakland, California. Oakland, California. That's right. Ghost Town Palmade. Get your fade on in style. Papa. And we are back with the news with Bad Mary. Thomas, are you ready to read the news? I'm always ready to read the news, man. I love this shit. Oh, me too. I I do this. Sometimes it's my favorite part of the show is just to read the news because the news every single week is just so bizarre and weird and crazy. And I just love it. And, And you know what I really love? I love doing the news with Bad Mary. This is my second, this is my second time. My second time. They say three times is a charm, but no, second time I'm ready for this. And so without further ado, Michael, would you please read your story? Oh, sure. Super Nintendo World to open on March 18th. So I guess we're just a little late, but that's okay. It's still fresh and new. Universal Studios Japan has announced a new opening date for Super Nintendo World, the park's expansion that recreates the world of Super Mario and his friends and foes. Originally slated to open sometime before midsummer, Super Nintendo World's opening day has been delayed time and time again. But now the park says it's for real this time opening to the public on March 18th. So I guess it has opened to the public because I have watched reviews and have read reviews on Super Nintendo World. And I will say this much, I am so jealous right now because that same week they told us that the Universal Florida version in Orlando is not going to open until 2025. What? That's crazy. 25. That's four more years of me waiting to go to the thing that I've wanted since I was five years old. So this is... This is very difficult for me to deal with. It all it means is I just gotta go to Osaka. That's really yeah, what it I means. I was gonna say, man, yo, you better get your ass back to Japan as soon as you get a chance. I know. I, I I can't miss out on it. Everything I've seen about this place is just like everything I've always wanted, and I'm very excited for them to obviously bring it over to the states too. But I'm excited for the the the, the Super Mario stuff. I'm ex- excited for the Donkey Kong stuff that's eventually gonna happen. I've been following this park since like its inception, and this is like. Five-year-old me, six-year-old me, 10-year-old me, 34-year-old me is losing his mind right now that this is actually a thing. (laughs) So um, I I guess I got to get a ticket. You got to go. I got to go to Osaka. And I got to go to Osaka. Yeah. I've already been been scoping out the snacks, so. Well, I was going to say, then I can ask that question again, like, you know, the next time you're on the show, like, what what is your favorite part of Japan? And you'll have a new answer. It's it's going to be a completely new answer. 
Totally yeah. no answer. I want to. I want to just drive the cart. I want to drive the cart and throw stuff at people. That's... Mike's never gonna leave. No, That's the thing. He's no, just I gonna, gonna. I'm live gonna buy in a house world. and stay. So that was my question. Will they have Mario Kart? And if so, what character would you be? So when I play the the uh, the most recent version, which is I think eight at this point, they're up to Mario Kart eight. I play as Iggy Koopa. Uh, I'm sorry, no, I play as Lemmy Koopa. I'm a bass player. It, it fits. I have to play as Lemmy. I play as Lemmy Koopa, but in the ride, I'm not sure what the, if you choose anyone, but I know that the ride is like enhanced with like AR goggles and you see the racers driving around the cart around you and it's kind of a roller coaster and it's kind of like a 3D visual ride. It's it's bonkers uh, and it's everything I want out of life. So I, I, I don't know. If I get to choose who I'll play as, I don't know. I I... I even play as Link sometimes, so it's 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 up in the air. We'll see. Maybe I'll maybe I'll just uh, drive around as Koopa Troopa. I don't know what he's called in Japan, though. I forget. Quick question: see, They had a VR game, uh, a Super Mario Kart VR game. Did you ever yes, see that? I did. I did. I did see quite a bit about it. I didn't get to do it, but I did see it. Well, because like actually, me, me and my wife actually played it one, once, one time, like on a date. It was pretty fun. That sounds awesome. Romantic. Uh, it, was, it was really good. The only thing I'll say is like the like the items are just ridiculously overpowered because okay. like I'm probably the only person because it was me, it was me and my wife and like another Japanese couple and I, I'm probably the only person who actually knows how to drive in real life. So I was just like you know smoking them, and I was I was like, zip. I'm in first and hit with the shell. Bam, then you're in the back. Then I'm in first. It was just like back. But I still won. But it was just like the the, the one thing is crazy if they have a hammer. And for like a couple car lengths around you, you could just pound anybody. And it's just like, it's, it's, it's way more overpowered than having a star. I'll, I'll say I, that. I want Wait, it. This is VR. Are you talking about VR? Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. talking about the VR one. There's going to yeah. be puke in every single seat. I mean, that would just, yeah, yeah. I can imagine that making me completely sick. I'm like, oh my God, stop this. Stop this. Where's the brakes? <laughs> yeah, no, there's going to be some, there's going to be some vomit. It's not, it's not like you're encased in it. You just sit down and you put the goggles on and boom, you're in. But it just well, seems like there's a lot going on. I mean, maybe it's cool. I'm, I'm sure it's cool. I'd be overwhelmed. I think it'd probably be overwhelmed. Yeah, Amanda's going to totally be overwhelmed. I, in the regular Mario Kart, I just turn the car around and drive the opposite way a lot of the time because I am just in last place. So I'm like, screw this. I'm going to make my own game. And then I just like drive directly <laughs> into yeah, the riders. It's fun. That's punk rock. <laughs> That's right. I don't need the rules. <laughs> I make my Fuck own the rules, rules. man. <laughs> Where's that turtle shell? <laughs> All right. That was an awesome story, Mike. Thank you so much. Amanda, your turn. All right. I have case involving skateboarder defacing historical bridge sent to prosecutors. Yamaguchi Prefectural Police have sent a case to prosecutors involving a male skateboarder accused of violating the law for the protection of cultural properties after he defaced the historical Kintai, Kintai Bridge in Iwakuni City. Beautiful According bridge. to... He defaced it, this... this Terrible. I was going to call him a jerk, but he might not be a jerk. He could be an artist. I, I haven't seen the the what he created on the bridge, but I'm sorry, bridge. Um, according to police reports, the skateboarder, then 19, who lives in Hiroshima Prefecture, damaged four bridge planks at around 9.30 p.m. on January 23rd. Sankai Shimbun, police said... Uh, is there punctuation? I can't see. Sankai Shimbun police said he has admitted to the allegation and quoted him as saying, skate or die, bitches. No. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's All in caps. Rock, yeah. 
Oh my god. Allegation included him as saying, Skater die, bitches. I just felt like skateboarding across the bridge. I mean, I think we could be friends. Uh, last July, a motorcyclist drove over the bridge's wooden arches and left tire tracks on it. Similar acts of vandalism have been reported since that incident. Mayor Yoshihiko Fukuda of Iwakuni City said, The Kintai Bridge is our treasure. I resent people acting recklessly like this. Okay, well, while I respect that and I feel bad that the bridge is a treasure and that it has been defaced, like he had me at skater die, bitches. Like it's. <laughs> I just. I, it's classic. I, I, it's punk rock. That's right. <laughs> I just. I can't I just, be mad. I just hear Tony Hawk music like the whole time while reading that. Like I just hear like Tony Hawk's pro skater music the whole time. It's like the vandals and bad religion and just this 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 guy skateboarding over the bridge, just like not caring. Oh man, how old was this guy? Was he a teenager? Nineteen. Nineteen. Uh, Nineteen. 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 He does what he wants. Well, actually, in Japan, 20 years old is when you're considered an adult. So this guy, he's 19, so he's probably just gonna get a little slap on his wrist. Oh, well, that's oh, good. Yeah, there you go. Skate or die, bitches. That's right. <laughs> then again, then again, Skate or die, again. bitches. Yeah, there we go. He was just speaking legally, though, because then again, maybe he's like he's in a small town because that area is fucking country bumpkin shit, man. So, like, you know, you never know. The community might ostracize him. That is true. But no, he lived in a different prefecture. Oh, did he? Oh, man. Yeah, maybe. he's from like Fukuoka, right? Was it Fukuoka or Hokkaido? Uh... I don't know. I thought it said Hiroshima. Oh, was it Hiroshima? Oh, that's yeah. kind of the same area. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's going to be hard for that guy to go to college or get a job. <laughs> Once you got that on the record, then again, 19, I don't know. Maybe he gets a pass. We'll see. <laughs> He's just going to skate. Maybe he just needs to find his calling, which is obviously skateboarding. Well, that's right. Skateboarding in Japan is super popular right now. There's a, um, in Shibuya, they open up this huge shopping center right off of uh, Meiji Dori. And then on the top floor, they have a skate park. So you could buy like a Louis Vuitton bag and then go upstairs and fucking thrash. <laughs> that's that's awesome. rad. I want to go. That's yeah. amazing. Japan rocks. We love it. <laughs> that's, that's so cool. I love it. Oh, man. Okay. Next story and last story because we're running out of time. Tommy, All right, there you go. give it a go. Uh, contract bridge, Kobe neighborhood. Oh, sorry. I'm going to preface this by saying like, this is like, even on my tenure of the show, this is one of the most weird, bizarre, like oddly specific, like articles I've ever read. And it's about a bridge. It's about a bridge. So your story is bridge from Amanda's story. A lot of bridges, a lot of bridges today. They're all bridged together. Yeah. We're we're all, we're all bridging together, I guess, or something like that. It's something Uh, building bridges. Contract bridge, Kobe neighborhood, occasionally held hostage by owner of only bridge in and out of town. The owner has demanded 12 million yen for residents for their only way in and out of the neighborhood. Japan can be quite an urban planning nightmare at times. It's serpentine roads that occasionally date back over thousands of years, run through densely packed urban areas that underwent especially explosive development during the bubble area. So it's not uncommon to find residents I'm sorry, restaurants one meter wide and mysterious religious gates whose owners are unknown. And in Kobe, there's now a problem surrounding a bridge that turns out to be owned by individuals rather than the city. In September of 2020, a roughly 10 meter, 33 uh, foot bridge spanning a small creek in Kobe was completely barricaded with sandbags, chains, metal tubing, and a do not enter sign. And also, this uh, also posted was a sign 
made by the bridge's owner explained that he did not want to be held responsible for any damage at the bridge falls. This was the eighth such time the roadblock had been erected and each time the police were called to mediate. The, this bridge is the only way that con connecting the 30-some homes to the rest of Kobe, making it, uh, sorry, making it for an interesting legal dilemma. On one hand, the owner of the bridge can't infringe on the residents' rights to live. But on the other hand, the residents aren't able to dismantle the owner's roadblock because it is technically on private property. As a compromise, the owner has made a, a crude boom gate installed, which is intended to allow only a single vehicle to pass through at a time. Seems like he will continue to do this until the residents meet his demands, buy his bridge for 12 million yen or $110,000 USD. Or pay a month. Get escape from New York. This is escape from Kobe. That's right. Or pay a monthly toll of 20,000 yen, $184, and 5,000 yen, $46 for a motorbike. I think, I think you buy it. I think you buy the bridge from the guy. I think you give him the money and then you don't have to worry about it ever again. Is this dude a troll? They like should've... literally like a troll guarding a bridge? He's like, ah, you can't cross the bridge. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not really going to read the rest of the article because it, it's pretty long. It goes into detail. But yeah, I think that's mentioned somewhere down here. This is like this is like literally a real life troll under the bridge. Yeah. Would it yeah. cost yeah. more to buy the bridge or just to build like another makeshift bridge next to his bridge? <laughs> oh like, my gosh! Yeah, build the bridge if there's public guy. if there's public uh, public land right near it. You can build the, a second bridge. Yeah, right. Yeah, right by it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's some ar archi ar architect in there to make these the columns supporting it uh, look suspiciously like middle fingers. <laughs> I, uh, I, I agree i agree okay that's one solution now, honestly man like you know if it's private property they can't access it with i think there should be a nudge nudge wink wink agreement between the townspeople and the police where they just like you know show up and uh, take care of this old old school with you know with like you know pitchforks and torch sorry torches right they're gonna frankenstein his ass yeah, yeah well <laughs> fuck not I, dude, i'd be pissed that's so wild. This whole story is so wild to me. I know. It's yeah, just, just I, I kind of love even even by our standards, this is a really weird story. I kind of love it. <laughs> Only in Japan, I guess. <laughs> I mean, this yeah. that's like that's almost like something you'd hear. Like that's like if you Google Florida man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Florida man. This is like one of those types of things. It's like Florida man has seven thousand iguanas that he's weaponized. It's like all right. I believe it. <laughs> Anything goes in Florida. That's oh, right. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, well, not, not, see, now I'm gonna have to go Google Florida Bridge and see what comes up. Probably something. <laughs> probably something equally as wild. Some sort of gator-related incident. Yeah. Well, please let us know. Well, Kobe is famous. I guess Kobe's famous for this bridge now. But before that, Kobe is famous for, as we all know, beef. Beef. Where's mm. the beef? Maybe that's a situation. Maybe this guy has all the, the, the cows or something or all the beef and stuff on this little island thing. And then he wants to extort people who are leaving. So basically, if somebody leaves and they sell like the beef or whatever, maybe he wants a cut of the, uh, I guess, the cash or whatever. And then uh, maybe that's a shtick. I don't know. Maybe well, yeah, he wants to, actually, you know, to, to build off of you. It's like, why doesn't somebody just walk out, walk out a couple of Kobe beef like cows and just kind of put them on the bridge and they're all fenced in. So then it leads to his dilemma. So like they can't enter his private property, but like he can't kill their cows and like their, their animals technically is just like, I don't know, how did they get there? I don't know, they just wandered out there. 
Possibly. Yeah. Is he going to ask the cows for money to cross the bridge? Like, Probably. Yeah, who knows? Maybe. Maybe it'd be like, hey, there's a cow toll now, too. That's why I think you just get this over with. If if you're not going to do it old school style, if you're not going to like, <laughs> if you're not going to like, just like, Frankenstein. What, you know, if you're not going to Frankenstein the troll, I think the best bet is for the town to just be like, all right, let's get some money. Maybe we get the government in on this. Let's give this guy his 110 grand and uh, we'll buy the bridge from him. Cause you know, and then you could, yeah. I need to know more about this guy. Yeah, we got to look this up. Can you email me this story again? So we can look this up. We need to know everything about this guy. Absolutely. And I love what you said. Frankenstein, the troll, that could be another song. That is a song that maybe that'll be, our maybe that'll be our record down the line. Frankensteining the troll. Yeah. Well, you've got 15 in the works. You've got 15 in the works. Now you have 49. That's right. We're getting there. We're like getting there. Frankenstein has become a verb. Yes, of course. Frankenstein the troll. Oh man, Tom, great story. Great story. Um, I thought you'd enjoy that. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Uh, I wish somebody would do that in my neighborhood just because I don't want to leave my house anymore. <laughs> I'm so happy being at home. Like, I mean, I know it's bad to say this, but I'm quite comfortable being inside all the time. Before the whole situation, the whole COVID situation, I was out. I was never home. I was yeah. never, ever, ever home. And now that I'm spending like so much incredible time at home, I am quite productive. So yeah, build the bridge. I'll stay home. I'm cool. <laughs> Where's the beef? It's at my house. <laughs> uh, Tom, use your imagination. <laughs> I'm gonna, you, you could do that and Amazon can still deliver. They'll, they'll, they'll just like zip a drone over. Cause I, I think they're doing that now. They're deliver, doing deliveries. Yep. Zip a drone over to your place. They're definitely starting. The bridge. Wow, that's awesome. I'm looking forward to that. I do a lot of Amazon and um, wow, dude, great articles. You guys, thank you so much for being on the show. One more time. Could you please plug bad Mary? How can the faders find out more about bad Mary? It's all going to be okay. in the show notes, but I would love for you guys to say it. Now's your There's time to shine. Badmary.com. on Twitter. We're at bad Mary band on Instagram. We're at bad Mary band. On Facebook, we're facebook.com slash badmaryband. And most recently, and most kind of taking a lot of our time right now and uh, and uh, our attention right now is our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash badmaryband. Pretty much if you Google badmaryband, you're going to find us. Fantastic. That's awesome. You know, it's such an easy name, Bad Mary. You know, I'm surprised that I'm surprised that you guys have it because I mean, it's just like one of those names is just like so perfect. I mean, Bad Mary sounds like a band that came from like the 1970s, but for you guys to have it now, it's it's awesome. It's so awesome. You've got every corner of the internet covered with Bad Mary. Oh my God. That That is true. And we have a trademark, so it's ours. So we're good. Fantastic. Oh my God. Awesome. I'm Bad Mary. Dude, Michael, Amanda, thank you so much for being on the show. I mean, I really appreciate it. Hanging out with you guys again is awesome. This is great. Yes. You know, I mean, it's like super early in the morning. And um, I don't know, Tom doesn't really drink coffee. I'm on like my second cup of coffee right now. I'm finally starting to wake up. And um, yeah, I'm so happy that you guys are here. This is like, you know, you know, this is like Christmas. <laughs> wow, thank you. It feels like Mary's underneath too. the tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what's going to happen, what's, what's going to happen if we, we come to Japan in December, if fingers crossed, if we can get, get to Japan oh, in Christmas December, part two. we're going to, we're going <laughs> to yes. turn it into like actual Christmas. Cause it'll probably be right before Christmas. So let's do something. Oh my God. Well, you know, Christmas in Japan is completely different from uh, oh, yeah. Christmas in the States. Yeah. We got to get some Kentucky fried chicken. 
Oh yeah, that's right. More of a couple times, so it's you know you're supposed to go on like a nice romantic date at a stupid expensive restaurant. But yeah, but, maybe we, we can work something out. It's more interesting, I guess. I mean, listen, it could be it could be just a group of us going out and having yeah. a good time. It's also it's my Don. dad's birthday. I think yeah. we're gonna be there for my dad's birthday uh, if, yeah. if we're there when we want to be there. Yes. So Wow, that's gonna be great. That's gonna be so fun. fantastic. We're gonna have fun gonna have fun absolutely that's definitely in the cards all right faders thank you so much for listening to this epic epic podcast and once again bad mary thank you again i could a, a million thank yous to you thank you thank you thank you and, and thank, um, you. thank you faders you know what to do go down to patreon and sign up it costs you five dollars to sign up for patreon and if you do that you get the keys to the castle. There is so much stuff on Patreon. We've got videos. We've got outtakes. We've got all sorts of bizarre interviews. We've got like photos that are too hot for Facebook and Instagram that are on the Patreon. Sign up. And, and also, it only costs $5. $5 is basically like buying us a beer, one beer a month. When you come to Japan, we're going to buy you 10 beers a month. So basically, it's free. If you think about it that way, you come to Japan, you get all your money back because we're taking you on. And we've done that several times. And um, I know times are tight right now. A lot of people don't have money. We don't have money. So if you can't afford the patron, it's okay. We still got love for you guys. We do also have iTunes. Go to iTunes, sign up, give us a five-star review, write something groovy. That means a lot to us. And, and if you if you have no time, no money, if you got nothing, if you're a no money bum, that's okay. There's still love for you. We've got Instagram and Facebook. Go there every day. Tom is uploading stuff every single day on Facebook. Tom, you're kicking ass. You're really kicking ass. I mean, the, the shit that you're writing is funny as shit, dude. Sometimes I look at it, I'm like, oh my God, that's it's ooh, it's a little racy, but I dig it. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. I got to post something today. You got to post something today, Tom. Don't slip on that. And uh, faders, thank you so much for enjoying this episode of Got Fitted Japan. We really appreciate it. We love you. We love you so much. And actually, this is really weird because we're not hungover. We're not drunk. We're drinking coffee early in the morning. So coffee, kampai, motherfuckers. Cheers. And on that Sorry. note, Tom. <laughs> Tom, you had a good time? Bye. Oh, he's saying goodbye. All right, faders. We'll catch you later. Bad Mary, thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you.
damn shit so convince her. Well, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Out the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take it! I can't stand to it! You sure I should use me? We're going freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass! Your move, creep. Oh, man. I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.